Okay, alright. Okay. Um, hello and welcome to the Daily Bible Reading Show. Uh, I'm looking at Job chapter 10 today. Yep, Job chapter 10. And I'm picking up where I left off in my study of Job. And I was doing this to prepare to write an essay for Bible College. Um, aspiring to finish the whole book. I never got there because it's like due this weekend. <laughs> so I needed to sit down, uh, write out the essay. Uh, got that done a couple of days ago. So yay, really, really happy about that. Um, yeah, but I thought, you know, since I already started this journey, try to uh, carry on as much as I can. So, um, yeah, I woke up this morning, went for a run, just got back in. And so opened up my Bible and I'm looking at Job chapter 10 together with you. Yeah, here it goes. I loathe my life. <laughs> I will give free utterance to my complaint. I will speak in the bitterness of my soul. I will say to God, do not condemn me. Let me know why you contend against me. Does it seem good to you to oppress, to despise the work of your hands and favor the designs of the wicked? Have you eyes of flesh? Do you see as man sees? As are your days as the days of man or your years as a man's years that you seek out my iniquity and search for my sin? Although you know that I am not guilty and there is none to deliver you out of your hand, deliver out of your hand. Sorry. Um, your hands fashioned and made me, and now you've destroyed me altogether. Remember that you made me like clay, and will you return me to the dust? I just pause there at verse 9. Just have a look at what I just read. Uh, Job uh, really, really hates his existence, and I guess it's because of all the suffering he's been through. It's just been so immense, so painful. Ah, this is him venting. Um, but at the same time, this is a very kind of intelligent complaint. He wants to know why. And as he reflects on the why of the suffering, he's thinking about the reasons why God made him, I guess. You know, apparently, you know, he's designed by God. You know, the work of your hands, you know, I, I was made by you. Um, and so verse 8, your hands fashioned and made me. So God, you made me this way. Obviously, there is an element of your love that's reflected in your creation, the way that you crafted and designed me. And yet now, you, God, are destroying the thing that you made. So lovingly, so thoughtfully, now you're just crushing me. And I want to know why. That's not make sense. I guess that's what Job is saying. And uh, I think, um, I'm not sure. I'm trying to think of an analogy, you know. I guess that's why um, kids, um, when they're abused, you know, it sticks with them all their lives because they trust adults. You know, they're cared by their parents or just really anyone who's older than them, they look up to them. But then it's when that trust is broken, you know, that hurt. That hurt goes deeper into just the pain of the experience. But the reason for that hurt, you know, it just puzzles them. You know, 
how could someone so powerful um, uh, destroy something that's so small? And it doesn't seem unfair. But more than that, how can someone so loving and so lofty, um, you know, uh, pour out all this condemnation on something that they themselves have cared for and made and loved for all this while? So Job wants to know why. It doesn't make sense for him to suffer at the hands of the God who made him. Uh, verse 10, uh, did you not pour me out like milk and curdle me like cheese? You clothed me with skin and flesh. You knit me together with bones and sinews. You've granted me life and steadfast love, and your care has preserved my spirit. Again, wow, you know, this would almost be... Um, such a loving devotional to have in the morning to reflect on how God made us. You know, all uh, the flesh that we have, the DNA, you know, the muscles and the sinews, um, the skin, you know, uh, the, uh, that clothes us, they clothes us with skin and flesh, knitting together bones and sinews. There's a kind of craftsmanship in God's design and His creation of us. It's almost... Um, you know, a great verse to reflect on as a devotional. And yet, you know, he's saying this out of pain, out of anger towards God. Verse 13, yet these things you hid in your heart. I know that this was your purpose. If I sin, you watch me and you do not acquit me of my iniquity. If I'm guilty, woe to me. If I'm in the right, I cannot lift up my head for I am filled with disgrace and I look on my affliction. Wow. So it seems to be unfair because if he does a bad thing, if I sin, you know, you watch me, do not acquit me of my iniquity. I can't get away from it. God sees everything. And if he is guilty, you know, woe to me. You know, he can't run away. You know, God is his judge. But he also says, if I am in the right, you know, I can't lift up my head, you know. If, and I think he's thinking about his current situation. He says, you know, God, I think, I think I haven't done anything wrong, anything to deserve this kind of suffering. But still, <laughs> I have to act as if I'm, I'm the guilty when I'm the bad guy. He says, I cannot lift up my head. I'm filled with disgrace. And I looked on my affliction. And I'm looking at this. And I, I have to figure out what I've done wrong when actually everything tells me that I haven't done anything to deserve this. It seems very unfair. And this is too much. Um, uh, verse 16, and were my head lifted up, you would hunt me like a lion and again work wonders against me. You renew your witnesses against me and increase your vexation toward me and you bring fresh troops against me. So he's thinking of the hypothetical situation where he lifts his head up. Earlier I said, I cannot lift up my head, verse 15, verse 16. So let's say I do lift up my head. <laughs> Try to defend himself, I guess. So he would hunt me like a lion and again work wonders against me. Oh, wow. You know, God would take it out on him. Uh, you know, uh, almost like, don't you dare challenge me. And this idea of working wonders uh, reminds me of how God did his wonders or miracles against Pharaoh. You know, he poured out all those plagues that he poured out on Pharaoh to teach him a lesson. You know, that's what God would do to him if he tried to defend his innocence. Um, 
renew witnesses against me, increase your vexation towards me, bring fresh troops against me. God would punish him for defending himself <laughs> in a very overwhelming way. You know, God would have his legal counsel, all his witnesses as well, you know, bring fresh troops, you know, unleash his armies against one guy. Um, it reminds me of the end of the movie Hero, you know, Jet Li stands against um, the gates and then all those arrows, <laughs> all the archers are shooting arrows at him, just one guy, and he just gets, uh, you know, shot. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's finish this, verse 18. Uh, Why did you bring me out from the womb? Would that I had died before any eye had seen me, and were as though I had not been carried from the womb to the grave? Are not my days few? Then cease and leave me alone, that I may find a little cheer before I go, and I shall not return to the land of darkness and deep shadow, the land of gloom like thick darkness, like deep shadow without any order, where light is as thick darkness. And that's how he ends. <laughs> he wishes uh, he had never been born. You know, verse 18, why did you bring me out of the womb? You know, I wish I died before any eye had seen me. You know, there's no point living this life. There's no point bringing me to birth if this life I'm going to live is going to end in this kind of unfair suffering. There's no point, God, you creating me if you are going to destroy me. You know, why did you give me this existence only to despise it in the end? And again, you know, it just shows how just one intense moment of suffering can destroy a whole lifetime of goodness and grace and love. You know, it's, um, just how susceptible we are um, to um, the purpose of life. Yes, we are susceptible to pain as well, but we need a reason for living that sustains us beyond just the moment. You know, we want to, that again. Job is asking for the reason why he's suffering. He's not just asking for an end to it. He's not asking God to take this away, but he's looking back at the suffering he's already encountered and saying, why, why did this happen? <laughs> What's the reason? It doesn't make sense. Because if I sinned, then yes, I should be punished. But I haven't. And the God whom I trust to be fair, to be just, to be loving and merciful is being so unfair towards me. And he wishes, therefore, you know, that God didn't create him at all or that he doesn't live at all. Are not my days few? Then cease and leave me alone that I may find some cheer. Okay, that's interesting because he's wanting an answer from God. He's not getting anything. But here it seems to hint that God is watching him. You know, leave me alone that I may find some cheer. So he seems to be under this gaze of God that he can't escape God, except that God is giving him this silent treatment, I guess. So he says, if you're not going to answer me, then leave me alone. <laughs> Don't haunt me with your presence. Now leave me alone and let me, let me go away and just disintegrate. <laughs> Before I go, I shall return to the land of darkness. So he's looking for it to this non-existence, uh, the land of gloom, like thick darkness, an uncreated land. In other words, there's no light, no order. It's just darkness and disorder. And he says, that's going to be, uh, I guess, um, his final end 
You know, that's where he's headed towards. And so as he's headed there, he says, I cannot bear to walk into those gates with you watching my back like this. So if you're not going to answer me, you're not going to give me this answer, this reason, then don't punish me in this way. You know, let me go in peace, in other words. Yeah, and again, that's how chapter 10 ends. Um, what do we get from this? Well, again, you see that it's harder for someone who believes in God to suffer because he believes in a good God. Now, if you believe that God is evil, God is, you know, God doesn't exist, that kind of thing, then you wouldn't be asking these kinds of questions. But you see, here is Job looking for the reason why he is suffering. Not just an end to it, but to a purpose, a kind of... Um, explanation of this and he can only get it from God and what we get here in a sense of chapter 10 but all his complaining and all his anxiousness is really Job waiting for that answer he's almost pinging God and God you know I can feel you looking at my back I can I know that you're hearing me but you're not giving me an answer please please would you either turn away completely I know he says that or uncreate me. I know he says that. But, you know, those two, two things, I don't think he thinks are going to happen. Otherwise, he wouldn't complain. He wouldn't say to God, you know, turn away, turn away, if he didn't think that God was actually still looking at him. And so he expects that God will answer. And essentially, what we get here is just Job waiting and waiting and waiting for that answer. And in between, still expressing that wanting and longing for that answer. So he's waiting, but he is calling out. He's waiting, but he's praying out. He's waiting, but he's crying out all the angst in his heart. And this is the waiting of a believer. This is the cry of someone who knows that God is there. This is the prayer of someone who knows that he will be heard. And um, I guess if there's one thing to take away from this is not to keep it in. Yeah, is that, that fair to say? Yeah, I mean, going through something, it's really, really tough. Um, why not pray your tears, your anxiousness to God, who in the moment might seem distant, but whom you know, like Job, whom you know, hears every word, and you're waiting for that answer to that word. Yeah. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you for Job that gives us that voice, uh, gives us almost the words to our own inner angst and search for meaning. And thank you, Lord, that at the end of this, he does hear you know, your response. He does meet you and uh, encounter your presence. And Lord, um, we pray for that same encounter uh, and in between that same patience, that same perseverance and maybe even that same prayer to be expressed by your spirit in our hearts. I thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, so, yep, um, that was Job chapter 10. Uh, check out um, the essay that I wrote. Uh, it's not very good, but still, you know, it was done. I'm very happy that it's done and it's done. And, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, that's there in a previous video. But yeah, thanks for joining me. This has been the Daily Bible Reading Show looking at Job chapter 10. Take care and God bless. Bye. Shh.